Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. Are you looking for a platform to help you manage your business? HoneyBook helps creative entrepreneurs and freelancers book more clients, manage projects, and get paid all in one place. With this business management software, you can send out contracts, automate emails to clients, stay on top of all of your to-dos, and send out invoices within seconds. HoneyBook helps me make sure that each and every one of my clients are well taken care of while helping me save time and money all at once. If this is something that you're looking for, you can save 50% off your first year with HoneyBook. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes so you can receive 50% off. Your future self and clients will thank you. Today on Inspired by Her Story is Zoe Stern. Zoe is an adventurous dog-loving health coach who works with women to stop starting over on their journey to feeling their best. She throws aside all of the quick fixes, fad diets to make room for lasting change by getting to the root of why you keep getting stuck in your efforts to lose weight and get rid of your bloat. During this episode, Zoe talks more about how she never lived a traditional life. I actually left high school when I was 16 and started in community college because uh, I was like, there's a better way out there. I've always been that, like, there's a better way. Like, from if you're not happy, figure it out. So by the time I turned 18, I didn't know what I wanted to study. So I did the unexpected and I booked a one-way ticket and I moved to Mexico. How she became a health coach focused on gut health. I knew I couldn't go back to traditional medicine because they had no answers for me. So I took it in my own hands to be like, I can't live like this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to study. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to figure out what's going on and get rid of it. And how traveling the world helped prepare her for her entrepreneurship. It's so hard to be alone when you're traveling unless you really, really try to be. Because if you stay in a hostel, you're going to talk to somebody. Everybody is kind of alone. So you're gonna meet people. And I ended up meeting so many people, traveling with a couple Australian girls who went over all these places. And Let's hear more about her journey. Welcome to the podcast, Zoe. Hey, Caitlin, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to have you on here because as many people know, I love talking about traveling, but then also entrepreneurship. So I'm excited because you are a very good mix of both. (laughs) And I'm really excited to dig more into your journey and how it is that you got to where you are today. And I'm excited too, because I'm going to find out even more than I already do know myself. So I'm really excited to dig in. So if you can share with everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do. 
Of course. So my name is Zoe Stern, and I work with women to get their health back on track who have just been fed up with this stop and start, never-ending never cycle of not knowing what to do when it comes to weight loss, bloating, and just feeling better overall. Let's stop the up and down roller coaster and find you a path that really works. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And now I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your journey and how it is that you did get to where you are today. I would love to. So I never lived the traditional life. I actually left high school when I was 16 and started in community college because uh, I was like, there's a better way out there. I've always been that like, there's a better way. Like from, if you're not happy, figure it out. So by the time I turned 18, I didn't know what I wanted to study. So I did the unexpected and I booked a one-way ticket and I moved to Mexico. Cause right, that's just what you do when you don't know what else to do. <laughs> so that was the plan, just move to Mexico. But of course everything just, you never know what's gonna happen when you do a move like that. And I ended up traveling the world for three years from one simple move. So all over uh, Mexico, Central America, Southeast Asia, I lived in Australia for a year and it sounds like a dream and it was, it was absolutely incredible. But it was also my first experience where I battled, like really battled with my weight. You know, I was like most people out there who has a trip coming up and they want to get their body in shape. So they you know, get in shape, right? I did it. That was, that part was like relatively simple to me, but then I would go away and I would lounge on the beach and just kind of like let everything go. And I'd put on the weight. And I'd feel like crap about it and have to go home embarrassed, you know, like this is not what I looked like when I left and I hated how I was, how I was looking. And so I was like, okay, I've got another trip coming up, get in shape. And I did this for three years, like <laughs> nonstop. And it killed me because I didn't understand why couldn't I maintain this body that was so like seemingly easy for me to achieve, but I could never hold on to it. So... When I eventually finished my travels, I ended in California and decided fitness in some way needs to be in my life forever. You know, some sort of fitness, you know, healthy eating was easier to come back to when I wasn't traveling. So I knew that wouldn't be a problem. And I was determined to like figure this out, not do this up and down ever again. And like, as I'm getting this all set in stone and I decide to become a trainer and like make this field my life, you know, I start to have my first battle with digestive issues and bloating. So I you know it's just, it was no fun, right? It started pretty simply, like I would bloat um, and it was easily um, taken care of. Don't eat dairy, don't eat gluten. And it was like simple, no big deal. But then it progressed. And I would start to bloat with other things. And it got to the point where I just started cutting food out of my life, which guys, this is not the way to do it. <laughs> but that's what I did. I just cut all these things out. And eventually though, like I'm talking, this was within years. I got to the point where I was bloated 24 seven, like this big, hard belly morning, noon, and night, no matter what I ate, it didn't, it didn't matter. And so that's where I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, I had been in years prior, seen doctors, tried to figure out what was wrong with me. And they told me nothing was wrong. I took all the tests. So like, you're fine. I was like, but I'm not. So when this big bloated belly came into my life, 
I knew I couldn't go back to traditional medicine because they had no answers for me. So I took it in my own hands to be like, I can't live like this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to study. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to figure out what's going on and get rid of it. So it became like an obsession, Mm -hmm. like a serious obsession with figuring this out. And then I just developed a passion for learning about like everything related to bloating and gut health and all of that. And then that really evolved into my mission to help women who have struggled with the same issues feel better. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got to where I am now. Wow, that's awesome. And I find it so interesting that it started even like with your travels as well, because when you mentioned that, how like you would also, you know, come back home and you'd be like, oh, oh my God, like what is going on with my body? And you, I'm sure you like felt different too. I was thinking to every time that I have gone traveling, that has happened so often, you know, like I feel like while there, I'm also like indulging or enjoying like different cultured foods if I'm traveling to other countries and things like that, but they don't always agree with me either. And of course, like I don't feel that great in the moment. And then when I go home, I'm just like, I feel like I need a detox or something just because of like the things that I was eating. And it's so interesting to see that, but it's also interesting that it continued while you were home too. And then you were able to, you know, start doing your own research in order to kind of help yourself feel much better and more like yourself too, in the end. Yeah. You know, and part of it, it started with me, like I mentioned the yo-yo, like kind of yo-yoing my weight while I traveled. I almost did the same thing with my gut in my years of trying to figure that out. It was kind of like a yo-yo journey with my gut, Mm -hmm. finding quick fixes, having short-term relief repeatedly until I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like I got to get to the bottom of this. No more quick fixes. That's not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So would you say that in regards to gut health would kind of solving or fixing somebody's gut health, would it be dependent on that person? Like it's not a one size fits all and just kind of depends on that person and how they can feel much better. Yeah, it's definitely one size fits all. However, there are like baseline things that, you know, everybody can be doing, you know, in some respect to help their gut. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's awesome. And so now, even when I first talked to you and heard about the fact that you started traveling at the age of like um, really 18, I mean, you went to school at six, you went to college at 16, left high school early, and then you moved to Mexico at 18. While you were sharing all of this before also, I felt like, you know, the first thing that came to mind was that you just go into things head first. You know, you're just like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. Whatever it is that I want, I'm going to go for it. So have you always been someone who liked taking risks or maybe challenges, like even before you started doing all of that? I guess so. You know, it's just always been whether or not I like it, it's just always been the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And looking back, yeah, there's just so many different times where I just, you know, I was always in dance classes with girls that were older than me. So I was just always like um, a little bit more mature than my age group, which just kind of led me into just like jumping into things pretty fast, not in a negative way by any means, but just on another level. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I look back at all these different things, even to my first bartending job. 
it was, I barely even drank. And I ended up in the busiest nightclub in this town in Australia on a Friday night, just like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And I couldn't believe they kept me because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but that was a, one of the craziest sink or swing moments. But they're fun, you know? It's fun to just get thrown into things and just figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. Like, I love messages from people of, you know, just throwing yourself in and figuring it out because sometimes that's what holds people. A lot of the times that's what holds people back from doing anything is that maybe they think, oh, I don't have the experience to do it. So I like shouldn't even bother trying or I'm not going to be good at that. I'm not good enough or things like that. So I love when people share the message of just giving it a shot. You know, it doesn't hurt to try. Just throw yourself in and see what happens. Yeah. Or else you're never going to know. You never try. Yeah, exactly. And now while you were making all of these different decisions, you know, starting college early, moving to Mexico, Australia, I know you even mentioned to me before too, that you lived off the grid for a year as well, right? Um, Did you always have like a support system while trying out these new and different things? Or did you kind of have to be your own support system in order to like persuade yourself or encourage yourself to actually do it? So my parents have always supported me in any decision that I make, but they've never been, since I was always away, they've never like close to me um, in proximity. Mm-hmm. So while they always were like, sure, you know, whatever you want to do, go do it. And they supported it. It was more like I had that from a distance, um, but it was pretty much just me going into each of these endeavors on my own other than that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I find that so important to make sure that, you know, you know what you want to do and that you're going to kind of put yourself out there and make it happen um, rather than always also even relying on other people to push you. You know, sometimes some people kind of wait and expect someone to push them into a direction, but I think it's important to kind of have a better idea of what it is that you want and do what you can in order to get there also. And now when you decided to take your business full time, um, and, or at least like start your own business after everything that you've gone through, and then now also learning more about gut health, did you feel like this was something that was outside of your comfort zone or was it something that maybe you always felt like maybe I would start my own business one day or how was that situation? So this is pretty interesting because I had talked about this, not in this um, particular business, but years ago, because my dad, he always had his own businesses. And we talked about me opening up some sort of dance studio a long time ago. And that was my first ever thought. It never happened. And I'm glad for many reasons that we didn't go that route. But in the years um, after that conversation and then to actually me starting my own Uh, big uh, business sorry I hadn't ever thought about it again and it all started with me wanting to become a personal trainer Mm. honestly I didn't even know what that meant I was like I love helping people I love helping with their fitness I want to train people but I did not know that I was about to become my own business Mm. never thought about it never I just assumed I go to a gym I get a job and I get they give me clients and happily ever after which of course, that's a way you can go, but you're not going to make the best income, you know, best amount of money. And it's, um, 
it wasn't the path for me. And it ended up in a gym where I had to get my own clients. I had to do it all on my own. And I was like, oh, wow, this is not what I knew I was going to get into. But here I am. So it's time to figure it out. So yeah, it was kind of like I had thought about entrepreneurship, but I didn't even realize I was getting into it when I got into it. So that was kind of interesting. That's so funny. So it's not like you kind of stepped aside and was like, okay, now I'm starting my own business. Like this is what's happening and just diving right into it. It's almost like you kind of just flowed into it without really expecting it to happen. Yeah. I had no idea that it was about to happen. Yeah. Do you feel like your past experience of always just kind of throwing yourself into things and figuring out was super helpful to become an entrepreneur? It makes sense for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. It's like those experiences before were preparing you for this now. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's so awesome. And even when traveling too, did you ever know anybody where it was that you were traveling? Did you just kind of, did you go with a plan or did you, as we've been talking about, just kind of figure it out along the way? Yeah, no plans. Um, when I initially moved to Mexico, I had a couple of friends in that town, um, local friends that I'd met over the years, but nobody knew I was coming. Mm -hmm. So I just showed up and it's a small town and I found all my friends within, you know, that same day, but I hadn't had, I was going to stay at a hostel. My friend was like, you need to get an apartment if you're staying that long or like open-ended. I didn't know how long. Mm -hmm. um, so going there, I had no idea. Um, I ended up taking a road trip with this girl that I met like six weeks later. We did this road trip um, throughout Mexico and Central America. And so I went with her, but at some point during the trip, we decided to split ways because she wanted to go over here, I wanted to go over there. Mm -hmm. So again, I was like, okay, I have no, I don't know anybody. I've never, I'm in like Nicaragua at that point. And I just went off my own. And it's so hard to be alone when you're traveling, unless you really, really try to be. Because if you stay in a hostel, you're going to talk to somebody. Everybody is the kind of alone. So you're going to meet people. And I ended up meeting so many people traveling with a couple Australian girls who went over all these places. And, um, so that was just that portion. I mean, when I moved to Australia, I booked that trip with my, he was my boyfriend at the time, but we split up before the trip. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, here we go. I'm still going to Australia regardless. Mm -hmm. So yeah, went there by myself, you know, end up meeting back up with him, but then going off my own again later. So it's been kind of mainly on my own. Occasionally I run into somebody that I know, mm -hmm. but I even took a cross country road trip here in the States and I went across and back and I went one way with somebody I had just met and I came back all the way um, by myself and my dog. Awesome. It's, it's so true though, because especially if you plan on doing like a longer trip, I feel like it's impossible to be by yourself because as humans also, we all love human to human connection mm -hmm. and we want to be able to, whether it's have conversations with people, just be surrounded by them or experience things with people also. It's like we kind of crave that at times too. So it's like you're bound to happen where you're going to meet somebody else and kind of merge trips in a sense, or even if it's just like a shorter trip during a longer experience. Yeah. I never forget going on this, um, 
like a three day boating trip in Australia and I go by myself. And by the time it was over, there were four of us that decided to travel together. Mm -hmm. so we're traveling, we go to another town and we pick up two more that joined our group. Then we all keep going, we pick up two more. From one, it turned into eight of us traveling. Oh and it was so much fun. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Oh my God. I think those are the best experiences, like especially when you're meeting new people and you just vibe with them and it seems like you all have similar interests and everything, then it just makes the experience that much better too. Yeah, totally. That's so awesome. Did you have like a favorite place or experience during all of this at all? Uh, one of the really cool experiences I had was in Mexico. I love Mexico so much. And I was with two different women and we went to some surf spot. And on the way out, we're in this other woman's car that we didn't know very well. And, but she had used to be producer on some TV show. I don't know what it was, but we had no idea in the back of her trunk, she had a whole bunch of volleyballs. Like this is news to us. Mm -hmm. And there are, we're in this tiny little town and there is a basketball court with two or three kids, not with a basketball, playing with like a broom. And like, that might've been it. Like they had nothing. And other than that, it was as if it was a ghost town kind of, like there's nobody else around. So she was like, hey, like she tells us real quick, like I have these volleyballs from, you know, a show that I worked on and we used them. They're like brand new volleyballs that they just painted for the different games they're doing on the show. Mm -hmm. And she had asked whoever was in charge of that, like, what are you doing with these volleyballs after we film? And they're like, do you, nothing. Do you want them? She goes, yeah, I'm going to take them to Mexico. So she deflates all these, flies them to Mexico, like a whole bunch of volleyballs, puts them in her trunk, waiting for an opportunity to give these away. Oh my God. So I know this was so cool. So she had like pumped them all back up and we, she gives us like, gives a couple to us and we go to the kids on the court. There let there's like three kids when we arrived. All of a sudden people start coming out of the woodworks. The town came alive. All these kids came out of nowhere. Parents came out and they're not like on their cell phones calling each other. Just like somebody sees, like goes and tells people. So we decided like one ball per family and we just started playing with these kids and they had a pump. She had a pump. So she gave the pump to, you know, a parent so they could still pump the balls up if they needed to. And that was just like so cool. You know, these, they've never seen a ball that, that was like, these brand new Wilson volleyballs, they were so nice. And all they had were just like nothing really. Mm -hmm. So that was a really, really cool experience on that trip. Yeah, that is really cool. That's so unique too. I love the fact that she even had that idea to be good. I feel like not many people would think of that. So she used to bring um, like school supplies, you ah. said. Like paper. She's like, that got really like kind of crazy to travel, like heavy paper. You know? Yeah. So when she saw the volleyball, she's like, why not? Yeah. I wouldn't even think to deflate them in order to bring them either. That's just like, that's so much effort behind it, which I love. I find that so awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, do you plan on once, you know, we can all travel a lot more again, do you plan on doing any other longer trips again, or maybe kind of shorter trips in the future? I'd say shorter trips because when I, I got a dog, um, she's like six now, but I knew that was kind of my, you know, commitment to being settled down. Mm -hmm. So I 
you know, I don't want to leave her somewhere for an extended period of time. And yeah, so that's kind of like, she's my rock keeping me, keeping me here. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll be back with our guest in just a minute, but first let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Are you a business owner struggling with building connections with your audience? Are you scrambling last minute to find a photo to post on your social media platforms? Still using stock photos for your website? That's why having a brand photo shoot is so important. Showing pictures of yourself, your team, and what you do is exactly what's going to help you build connections with your audience, which will then turn into clients. But it's not just about having a brand photo shoot. It's all about really connecting with your photographer. It's super important to feel 100% confident before and during your photo shoot so you could represent your brand in the best way and bring the right clients to you. And that's exactly where I can help. My goal is to make you shine in your brightest light while showcasing your brand exactly how you envision it. So let's work together. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at CaitlinCasso at gmail.com and we'll chat more. And now back to the episode. And so now if you were to give advice to someone who is trying to find their path, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say don't be afraid to try something new because you never know what you're going to enjoy. Um, Don't get stuck. You know, it's easy to get stuck somewhere where you're like, oh, but I'm just like comfortable, but I hate everything. Mm -hmm. That's not a fun place to be at all. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Like make a leap, go do it. I mean, I, I was a bartender and I quit my job to do training, but I had no clients. (laughs) I always said, I'll quit the bar when I have enough clients. Well, I did the opposite. I quit the bar when I had no clients. (laughs) because it kind of puts you into a spot where you're going to have to make things work. Mm -hmm. And hey, you know, if you make a leap like that and it's just not working out, there's always another job you can go back to. But you can't look at that. You can't be like, oh, I have this plan B. Just you have to know it's there, but not really think about it. Mm -hmm. Just got to do it. Like there's no other way to say it. Yeah. It's like having something in your back pocket, but kind of forgetting about it. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And even speaking to advice also, I'd love to hear maybe what kind of advice you would give someone if they feel like they are having their own gut issues and they're not really sure where to start. Definitely. So the first place to start would be really looking at a couple things, looking at your food, you know, it's just start writing down what you're eating, start paying attention. That's really big. And I would start with, you know, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, let's start to make the shift to adding in more unprocessed foods and slowly pulling out the processed things you eat because that's really going to do your body a lot of good. Mm -hmm. And then making sure that you are eating fiber. A lot of us eat too little fiber. So slowly adding little bits of fiber in here and there, Um, not too much right away, or that can cause further um, uncomfortable pains in your gut. Um, And then increasing your water, 
making sure you're having at least half your body weight in ounces every day and getting in some movement, you know, gentle movement, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. But those would be my simple tips, you know, if I don't really know you and where you're at, simple things you can do. Right. Exactly. I love that. And I find it so important too for, you know, people to even just start somewhere, obviously, rather than just thinking like, oh, this is going to be too hard to figure out. So I'm just not even going to bother. So I, I find it important for people to know like simple tips in order to even just get started and then continue going from there. Definitely. And if you're really struggling and it's been a while, reach out to somebody for help. You know, there are people, you know, find whoever I help people who there are tons of people out there who help. So do some research, find somebody and, you know, just get some advice because it can be tough going at it alone. You know, I was crazy and I got obsessed with it and, you know, really did my own digging, but that's not for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. so do what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. And now what kind of hopes do you have for your future? Where do you see yourself going from here? Oh, that's such a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, I am honestly at like this point where I am figuring out more of who I am and what I want to do because part of this, my transition into working for myself and then like since like this year, taking everything more online and sitting down, my body is screaming at me. My hips are screaming at me. My body was meant to be moving, not sitting. So while I absolutely love what I do and I'm going to continue taking on clients and working with clients, I'm realizing that full-time I cannot be sitting for a living. So I have another passion and that is dogs. I love dogs. I love animals and I'm starting to explore my options with working with dogs and potentially getting into like service training with them Mm -hmm. so I can continue to help people on that level as well. And this isn't, guys, this is another thing, another leap that I am looking into making in my life and where I have no experience, but I'm about to just leap in and start somewhere because this is what I want to do. Because I'm like, I can't sit and let my body just tighten up and tense up on me like it's been doing. So I have to listen to what my body needs as well as what my, my mind wants and my heart wants and kind of make everything happy. Yeah. I think that's such a great message right there because it's also important to know that things can change too. You know, like even if you are doing something right now, if you start noticing things like how you mentioned, you know, you notice it in your body, um, even if it's something else and you just feel like, okay, I feel like I need something different. Like I feel like I need to make some sort of change. What else is it that I love to do? And I think that's really important to give yourself like an assessment. And then that's where you can help yourself figure out what the next steps are and it's okay to change. It's okay to try something new. It's okay to even start when you're starting something new, you're starting from zero for that specific thing. And that's okay because you know that you have, you know, gotten through something else and you will get through that also. So that's, I love that messaging right there. Yeah. And starting from zero is kind of like kind of cool because you know, there's so much opportunity to explore into mm-hmm. and I love that you know so I'm not stopping what I already do because I absolutely love the work that I do with people mm-hmm. but I realize that my body is like well we need to do other things as well to keep you moving 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I feel you on that because for myself, when I'm not doing photo shoots and I'm in front of the computer all the time, like whether it's editing photos or doing other things for my business, I have days where I'm like, oh my God, I just need to get away from this computer. I need to like move around. I look forward to the next photo shoot I have because I just want to be out. I want to be out and moving and doing something else and interacting with people. (laughs) Definitely. So I feel you. (laughs) And now, as you know, a big theme of this podcast is getting out of your comfort zone. So no matter what the situation is, no matter how small or large the situation is, what usually helps you get outside of your comfort zone? Just sucking it up, honestly. So this is the perfect question for yesterday. I went to a kundalini yoga class Mm. and I told the teacher, I said, I am about to be so far out of my comfort zone. It's not even funny. (sighs) I was so nervous going into this class because I've taken yoga before and I'm not like really good at it by any means, Mm -hmm. but I've always taken it more just like for the stretching aspect, you know, for some movement. And in like years past, I've been like, the breath work is kind of like, eh, not so much for me. Like, like let alone, so Kundalini has chanting involved. Mm. You would never have gotten me in a class like that years ago. <laughs> never. And a friend of mine posted about it and I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I'm just going to go do it. And I went and I was like, more comfortable than I would have expected, mm-hmm. probably because everybody had their eyes closed in class. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, since we have to wear a mask, you couldn't actually see what my mouth was doing. And I didn't know the chance, so I kind of just made noises. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sounds kind of funny. I was like, but I'm going to give it a shot, right? But I just had to suck it up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same goes for like the first time I ever did, I used to hate being on camera speaking on camera. So like this right here, what we're doing would have been terrifying at the beginning of quarantine. So not even that long ago, Mm -hmm. I just had to suck it up. And I spoke on my Instagram story for the first time. And I started off by saying, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable and I don't want to be doing this right now. But if I never do this, I'm never going to get more comfortable. So guys, that's how I do it. I just suck it up and just get it over with. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you're going to get. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. I love everything that you just said. It's so true. Like there's so many times where it's like, oh, do I really have to do this? Or or it could even be something that you want to do, but you still feel like nervous because you're like, "Ah, I don't really know how to do it or what's going on or am I going to look funny or things going to like get messed up? What's going on? And you just got to do it because you'll probably end up having fun in the end anyway. You know, you're going to get something out of it in the end and you're just going to progress and you're just going to get better. So why not do it? (laughs) I love that. So how did you end up liking the yoga class? It was good. It was very different than anything I had done. Um, Got a lot less like traditional yoga, the way you think of it. So it was a lot of, it's really breath focused, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that I know I need. It's really, really good for us. It's really good for our gut as well. Mm. So I'm actually going to go to another one tonight. Um, Yeah, I'm getting into it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then watch, maybe one day you're going to be teaching it. You never know. (laughs) I don't know. 
right? <laughs> I got to try that one day though. I've heard of it before and I need to see if there's like a class around here. I'm sure at this point there's probably virtual ones and stuff that maybe I would be able to take or something, but breath yeah. is something I need to also get better at. Breath is important. And you know, virtual, they, the studio is also offering virtual ones. And I was thinking that could be a really cool way because nobody can hear you. Mm. You know, you can get as into it as you want and not feel any discomfort, you know, awkward sensations from anybody being around you. But Mm -hmm. No, pretty much everybody in there was making a lot of noise and I was the quiet one. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true though, because anything now, if you think about it, if you want to learn something new, you could always start by doing it virtually, get a little bit more comfortable, warmed up to it before you actually go in person too. Definitely. You know, and you could most likely have the option, say if it's a dance class, mm -hmm. you could probably just turn your camera off. So yeah. you're watching them and they're not seeing you and you can just enjoy and not have that like awkward, you know, like uncomfortable feelings. So yeah, that's a really good, good thing to do for people. Yeah, exactly. And now before we move into the last segment, which is our fast five, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't get to today? Um, let's see. I just want people to realize that it's never too late to get started on whatever it is. So if you've been putting off, you know, your health or your business or whatever it is, don't keep putting it off. You know, there's no need to keep putting it off. Just get started, especially if it comes to your health, you know, small changes. And like, guys, even though this is the holiday season right here, I'm not sure when this is going to be aired, but there's always going to be another holiday season coming up. <laughs> um, don't look at it as like, oh, I can't start now because the holidays. Well, why not? right? Why can't you start with the holidays happening? That doesn't matter. Um, you can start anytime. Don't wait for Monday. You know, don't wait for tomorrow morning. Just because you had a bad half, first half of your day doesn't mean the second half of your day can't be amazing. Yeah, exactly. And especially like, as you mentioned, when it comes to your health, because if it means that you could feel better in the end, like why would you not want to start right away? Definitely. Mm -hmm. I love that. And also where can people find you too? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. So we could probably link all those in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, Zoe Stern on them, but there's probably a couple of Zoe Sterns running around the world. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I do also have a free ebook for anybody who would like to learn the first steps to ta um, tackle their bloating and getting their gut in a better spot. So we can link that as well for anybody to get. Perfect. I love that. That's a great idea. Awesome. And now, so we'll get into the last section, which is the fast five. And so I will ask you a question and you can answer with either a word or a phrase that first comes to mind. Okay. All right. So what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word growth? Uh, the first thing came to mind was business. Mm, Not awesome. Sure. <laughs> I love it. What or who inspires you? Um, my fiance. Oh, awesome. I love that. And what is a hobby outside of your business? Aerial dance. Ooh, actually, I do remember you mentioning that to me too. Oh, I want to try that too. You're just making me want to like go out and try all these different things. So much fun. Yeah, it looks fun. 
And as a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A mermaid. A mermaid? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. Is The Little Mermaid like your favorite Disney movie? Uh, I mean, I did love The Little Mermaid. It wasn't my favorite, but it's funny because I live in Vegas and there is a casino that has mermaids. And I'm like, I can still make my dream come true. Oh my God. That's so true. You should totally do it one day. Why not? For one day, just to be a mermaid once. (laughs) Right? Exactly. That is so cool. I love it. And now I love asking this question because of being a photographer. So if you could capture one specific moment that represents your life through a photograph, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. Probably my life. Hmm. That is such a hard question. Wow. Right? It's usually, it's usually the hardest one. It's a thinker. I, okay, so I don't know if this captures my, like, sums up my life, but, like, the first place I went to was when I was living in Mexico, and I can picture exactly where I was standing. Um, it was semi, not really in the outskirts of town, but semi on, like, the outskirts, um, and I was standing there overlooking the, the ocean and the town, and I remember just standing there thinking, and I was like, I love my life. And so it was some of my life, but I just like, that was the first thing that came to my mind, this particular outlook of just being like, every single day when I lived there, I thought like, I love my life. I can't believe I live here. This is amazing. Yeah. That was the first thing. (laughs) I love it. I think that makes total sense, you know, because it makes you think of a moment where you were just so happy and feeling fulfilled. And that's a big key of life too, is making sure that you do feel that happiness and fulfillment throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I love that. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to share your story and your journey with everyone. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. It was great to be here. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.